manger dogs, swab the decks and hoist the sails. The guns on board be needing some proper madam. Pieces of eight and a fine wench on your arm. If you work, be not too shoddy. Careful not to flounder too badly, though, or you may have to dance the hemp and jig as we see you to Davy Jones. The Jeffy, my boy, on with the show. Welcome, everybody, friends, folks, foes, and fellow pirate mateys to this latest Friday night installment of Pirate Radio Podcasts. It's episode number 204. Our guest is Meg Boardman out of the UK. We're going to be talking all about the Infinite Imaginarium project tonight. Meg herself is an award-winning visionary artist and co-creator of the Infinite Imaginarium. Self-taught, she's been painting for over 25 years. Tackling the role of content creator, Meg joined the free speech social media platform, Minds.com, during its inception stage back in 2016. Here she met our old friend and fellow pirate matey, Satori D, who was largely responsible for the Minds panel show. Along with all things arts-related, our discussion will likely also explore the ongoing problems with social media censorship and big tech anti-free speech fascism. WPRPN.com is the website you'll want to drop by. Sign up is free. All you need is a username, email, and password. Uh, speaking of emails, PirateOneRadio at ProtonMail.com is the one you'll want to use if you have any PayPal donations you'd like to send our way. Be sure as well to check out the social media links we have down in the YouTube description area, including our patreon.com forward slash WPRPN URL. It's like a tip jar, basically, our, what we have in place over on Patreon. Uh, that's how things end up playing out. We got our Teespring store in place, offering t-shirts, uh, coffee mugs, and the like. And uh, over on Minds.com, if you'd like to shoot us a few digital doubloons, that's always appreciated as well. Keep in mind that half of everything that we do manage to generate here does go directly back to the grassroots. Hashtag WWRHD. What would Robin Hood do? We've come to the conclusion a long time ago. That's one of the things he most certainly would take a pretty serious stand on. Uh, stance, rather, is probably the more appropriate English term 
in this case, and stick by his guns. Did Robin Hood ever brandish guns? I don't know. Maybe Meg can tell us a little bit more about all of <laughs> all of this uh, Robin Hood business. So I'm not sure what part of the UK she's out of exactly, whether London, Yorkshire, or perhaps even Nottingham. But uh, I think that about does it for an introduction and probably... Time for her to, uh, to to drop into the conversation here. So it's it's four a.m. over there in in the UK. It's twelve noon. It's, so. 12, twelve noon here in South Korea. Thanks for making this effort. Y'all coffeeed up? Um, no, I'm coked up. Not the white sort, but um, you know the red in the red cans coming in the red cans. Coca Cola. <laughs> so I'm, that's sure. got just enough caffeine in it for me to keep going. Yeah. Um, you realize yeah. you realize the original Coca Cola actually did contain cocaine. You know you know about that, probably, don't you? Yeah, back in like the 1900s, I think it, it it contained a very small amount of cocaine, didn't it? Sort of pet people up a little bit, and they just kind of kept the name. It's a shame they don't continue putting a little micro, you know, tiny bits in. It would be much nicer to drink then. Better than all that, all this with the syrupy crap, the sugar and caffeine, yeah. I suppose. So, uh, you know, we're <laughs> this is quite the quite the the talking point way to get things started here. But just to be clear, yeah, the coca leaves down in what Bolivia and South America, those things, the indigenous people, I guess, they chew on them. Uh, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty common type pastime, really, and they use it as an energy booster. And nowhere, it doesn't in any way compare, though, to the actual cocaine that that people, you know, gets no. become so addicted to. It's just like a little caffeine buzz, apparently. But Jaffe, well, that's what they say that. <laughs> You just that might be their idea of a caffeine buzz. It might be much more than that. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's just like a supreme caffeine buzz. I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, um, yeah. Who really knows? Hey, listen, just hang on a second, uh, Meg. The, before we get too far into things, it sounds like Reverend Jim wanted to jump in there to the, to the conversation. Sure. And even before we let him do that, let's remind you, give you a, a moment or two, uh, that and this should have been laid out in the with the the guest feature uh, document, the information document we sent on to you from the get go. But to gain admission onto the Robin Hood, you actually are required to uh, to present some sort of pirate story, ang an angle of some kind, maybe a bit of a joke or uh, just pop culture reference, a little bit of uh, something from other history little little trivia and what or whatnot but but don't don't worry we're going to just turn our sights to reverend jim and then we want to uh actually see how uh how pirate larry is doing down there in los angeles as well too so go ahead jim you we're going to jump in there or what's what's going well, on the, the chewing on the coca leaves uh you also have to add a little bit of lime they'll take a little they carry around the natives carry around a little pouch of lime and as they're chewing on the coca leaves, 
just a little pinch of that lime mixed in with it. And because what that does is break down the alkalines in the leaf to help your body extract the uh, cocaine. Would that, and it's, right. It's really good for high altitude. Got, that's up right, the, yeah. Up, they use yeah. it up in the Andes. And well, uh, yeah. it, it can be addicting, um, but it's better than uh, chewing uh, betel nut. Be betel nut is uh, very addictive, stains your lips, and uh, but the natives where it grows, they love that stuff. Well, isn't something, too, that it grows indigenously there in the region, and it just so happens that they they use it for, you know, while they work, uh, I guess, in the agricultural capacity, picking the coca leaves and, and uh, attending to other very, you know, rather strenuous tasks, reminiscent, to me at least, of the way that I remember back in my tree planting years that uh the, <laughs> there was it wasn't too often that i wouldn't myself and a lot of other uh planters as well too be out there reforesting british columbia without uh you know a few doobies on hand you know some 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 well, some it's only civilized man mean. that abuses nature pardon me it's only civilized man that abuses nature and the plants. The wow. the native uh, people, they all work hand in hand with nature and the plants and use yeah. them beneficially. Right. There's coca is a great beneficial plant, but when it's abused, like anything else, it's it's not. And, and I'm out. Let's go back to our guest. Ex well, there we go. Exactly. So yeah, we had a deep dive on this whole business right now but we are gonna just uh quickly turn our sights to um to pirate larry now i think we we had been in contact with him earlier via the the howling wolf so we're just gonna we're gonna check in there once again and see if if we've got him i'm not sure larry are do we got you are you still are you still <laughs> Knocking back a few uh, frosty brews, the flagons of uh, grog down there uh, via the via the, the scurvy dog, or where are you right now exactly? Jeez, I hope he didn't pass out. This is one of the things, you know. He might have had too much. He might have had too, you know, too many, too much rum, too many ales. Well. <laughs> Falling asleep. He yeah. might have he might have had to make an emergency run to the bathroom as well too. So no, we typically like just to check in with the guys here before we get the show really rocking and rolling, and you know see how things are looking from their vantage point. So uh, one more one more opportunity here, one more crack. There we go. We got you now. Go ahead, Larry. Ahoy. I gotta say, I, I I'm so happy that Meg's on board. Uh, I remember the uh, uh, Imaginarium shows; they're amazing, and uh, of course, Minds is amazing. And I I want to hear the history of this, and and uh, this is going to be a great show. Thanks, Jaffe, and thank you, Meg, for being here. Our hey, pleasure. Yeah, this yeah. is this is what it's, it's all about. Well, so, you know, Meg, I think you, the two of us, along with Satori, we joined Minds right around 
about the same time. Maybe Satori was a little. Uh, he was. He there. was a little bit earlier, I think. I mean, I, I, I can't say the exact approximation of when I joined, but I would say it's getting on for four years now. Four years ago, mm-hmm. when it was in Alpha, and we were just large, We were just a group of people experimenting and testing the platform. I was. You know, I'm not majorly advanced on the tech side. I was more of a content creator, you know, putting forward ideas that would make the platform run a bit more smoothly and make it look good. And obviously appealing to people, not in the shallow sense, but, um, you know, it kind of goes with the territory. You've got to make it appealing to people and you've got to make it user friendly. So I was there at the beginning and, and for some strange re- reason, I seem to have a knack for uncovering you know, for finding bugs in the system. And Bill would go, how, how did you do blah, 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 blah? And I'm going, honestly, Bill, I've got no idea. It just, I was just experimenting and I discovered this. <laughs> so, and then we had this idea for the Minds panel show. It was actually Satori's idea. We were all just kind of like, as I say, in this experimental stage. Um, none of us kind of knew what we were doing. We were, we were largely amateurs with sort of a bit of a tech experience, you know, tech experience. Um, Dan was obviously a master at creating these sort of visual mashups mixed in with amazing music. He'd sort of create that. And, and what he would often do one, with the Minds panel show, because we were all kind of new to it, he would let us all kind of talk and he wouldn't tell us when he was going to press record because he wanted it to be authentic. And it was such a genius thing. Um, it, it reminds me of a director called Mike Lee who <clears throat> directs his films and everybody just ad-libs and then the film just comes across completely natural. Um, and in the same way, Satori D used to do that. He, he would never tell, tell us, right, okay, countdown, whatever, and then press and say, right, we're, we're live now. He just wouldn't tell us. <laughs> it made for a really good, authentic, free-flowing show because nobody felt under pressure. But unfortunately, that sort of stopped... The Minds panel show stopped gaining traction. Um, it was very difficult because there was a lot of pressure on Satori D to do everything. He made it quite clear at the beginning, you know, this is for everybody. It's not my thing. Um, I want people to contribute. I want people to write the content for shows and put it forward. And I want pe- other people to host the shows. But, of course, nobody came forward because I think they just thought, no, we can't match him. We can't be as good as him, which is a shame because it was all in their heads. Of course they could. Everybody's got different skill sets and talents. Um, so that kind of fizzled out, for want of a better word. And then I I connected with another Minds user. She doesn't really... She went off to write some books and she's sort of never come back. Um, she's just kind of gone off on a tangent. She, she Her handle was at the wild card. Um, she was called Dale. And we were kind of trying to think of a way of connecting everybody up, you know, as we're kind of going through these difficult times. And she said, why don't we do like a 24-hour Imaginarium? So basically, everybody connects on the internet at a certain time, and they do some kind of meditation or something good that makes them feel happy. But the idea was that we would all do it at exactly the same time. So it would be like, right, we're, we're all going to do this. It was quite difficult to sort of sync it up because we're all over the, 
you know, we're all over the world, different people, uh, different countries and different time zones. But we started off with that. And then one day, Satori said to me, why don't you just have infinite Imaginarium and be done with it? So in a sense, mind, the Minds panel show morphed into the Infinite Imaginarium, which to encapsulate is kind of a podcast, obviously like what we're doing now, Jaffe, but it was kind of more art-related, creator-related, writers, musicians, um, and following the whole kind of theme of Minds.com, we wanted to provide a platform where people could come and talk about their, you know, artistic abilities, their innermost thoughts, share their poetry. Because the awful thing is there's so many people out there that are too scared to share it. They're worried that people might think they're weird or a bit like woo-woo and, oh, you know, what are they on about? Um, so we wanted to give somebody, all those people, a platform to come and share all that information. Um <laughs> And it just became this really natural thing. We we would never really put a massive amount of planning into a show. It would be like two days before a show, Satori D would message me and go, look, should we just do a show? And um, have you got any ideas? And I'd put a few ideas forward and then we'd just connect. And then it would just be a discussion and that would be the show. And then obviously Satori D would add all the magic, the visual mashups and the music and everything. Um, so it's kind of a visual, he used to create, well, not used to, he still does, creates these kind of visual masterpieces. Because obviously on Minds.com, the great thing about it is you've got, you create a channel, you can monetize your channel. People can use Minds.com for like a business thing. But we were noticing particularly sort of going into the, the middle stages of Minds on the journey, there was seemed to be a little bit of a divide between creators and people just have their YouTube videos or whatever they want to share. So we thought the Infinite Imaginarium would be a good kind of branch off from Minds.com where we could sort of focus solely on the content creators, you know, the poets, the musicians and the artists. That was the key. Um, and then obviously with the, the mashups, Satori D was demonstrating how you can connect everything up together. So it's kind of like when you derive some kind of inspiration from somebody else's art, you can create your own unique art and then you can put it all together and it creates something completely new. Um, you know, I never know about this plagiarism thing because I think in arts, I think or I believe all artists derive inspiration from something. So you could on a milder scale, say that that is a form of plagiarism. If people copy stuff, but then they kind of make it their own and they add some embellishments or, or conversely, they take things off to make it different or less, less in your face or whatever. But I think all artists do that. And I think they've been doing that throughout time. So that's kind of the initial reason we set up Infinite Imaginarium. We were seeing this kind of you know, it's bizarre because with technology, it's, it, it's kind of a double-edged sword. You've got a huge amount of division going on um, due to this, and even more so now due to the censorship and everything. But yeah, it connects everybody really, really well. You know, we wouldn't have found each other, Jaffe, or been able to do this show if it wasn't for technology. 
it's just a case of keeping it if we can open source there's no possibility of any biased spread of certain information and posts and then the rest of them get shadow banned or they don't go anywhere and the, obviously the beauty of mines is obviously it's open source and then you know we pay you to share posts and content um and there's also a minds plus now where you can all share um exclusive content content and everybody can fund you or crowdfund you so they can promote you but the premise is, is that if you promote other people, they promote you. It's a kind of a symbiotic um, scenario going on on Minds.com. You know, I can't see any other better way. We can't remove technology from this era, which sometimes I despair and think, is this destroying humanity? You know, I, I feel when I think about it in depth, we have to go with it. That's the thing. We have to go with it, but we have to keep it open. Um, so people can have access to the code, they can contribute. You know, freedom of speech and not censoring people obviously doesn't sit well with, with a huge amount of the collective of humanity because they're easily offended or they don't, they would rather kind of bury their head in the sand and not look at certain things. Um, whereas Bill, myself and Satori D and and obviously other fantastic content creators of minds and not to mention all the tech feel that it's kind of a necessary thing to keep that going within reason i mean you know at the start we didn't have a block feature um and it kind of went against everything that minds.com was about to have that block feature it's like well no we we want freedom of speech we don't want this censorship Unless it's, a, it's an exceptional circumstance, in which case there has to be some kind of censorship. But, you know, it was difficult. And after a lot of deliberation, in order to grow the platform, we kind of thought, well, we need to have a block feature. It sounds really simplistic, you know, but people feel safer that way. They, they're, they're happy to support the freedom of speech, but they, they need to have that option if they're getting harassed or you know, psychologically abused by a troll, which I know sounds far-fetched, but they can be really good at psychologically abusing people. That is needed, that block function, function. So obviously we have that now amongst other things. So that's kind of, yeah, a bit of an overview in terms of what we've been doing. And obviously there's quite a few upgrades and things going on. It's... <laughs> But it's a group effort, you know, much like humanity and connecting with each other. It's a group effort. And it makes me sad sometimes that people still need this leader-follower dynamic. I don't know what you think about that, Jaffe, this whole leader, you know, follower dynamic. Do you think that that's uh, detrimental on the whole to humanity? Or do you think it's something that can be embraced because I'm not 100% sure. We have got a meme that we have in circulation here for most of our shows, which uh, you think I would have down pat by now, now that the, uh, the, the topic comes up. But basically talking about how the best leaders are not those who demand to have followers, uh, 
trail behind them, but rather instead work to produce new leaders themselves. So they, it's like a mentoring, I suppose, helping to, to uh, cultivate or to unleash the power within others, shall we say? How about that? Yeah, you know, showing them their potential. Empowering. Yeah, empowering other people. I think that's the key. Um, and I, I, I don't mean this in an egoic way at all. But obviously, when I was a content creator at the very beginning stages of Minds, that was actually my whole vision. It was kind of to sort of show people this is what you can do, and we can all connect up. And we can all help each other out. And the whole thing, the whole kind of social media of Minds.com is designed to connect everybody up. And it's also designed to encourage, obviously not force people, but encourage people to help each other out. And then we all fucking win. Sorry, shouldn't have said that. We all win. Um, and you know, purely by having, and, and the other thing that's great about Minds is it's enabled people to have this peer-to-peer -peer, um, connection with other creators. Obviously, there's a lot of creators on the platform and they can just go, they can promote each other and they can connect up without having to have this sort of old-fashioned, you know, old-fashioned situation where you have to have an agent in between and then it, there's kind of room for exploitation um that's that's the great thing i'm not overly knowledgeable i haven't looked at, if i'm all you know completely honest i've not looked into all the other sort of what would be referred to as the alt tech platforms i'm i'm really not into labels i dislike labels i just think it, things are what they are you don't have to give them a label i understand people need to understand the differences but to me to label these other social media platform forms of as alt tech it's kind of giving people off that subliminal messaging that they've been programmed forever to believe that you know we can't if we say anything slightly out of the norm you know the mainstream media the mainstream social media platforms also you're considered to be you know a tinfoil hat wearer or a conspiracy theorist. So I kind of noted that, that they referred to these alternative platforms as, as, as alternative tech. And I think, are they really alternative? I, I don't know how they can define that. I mean, it's just allowing people to express themselves, you know. Alternative in the sense of not being in the mainstream, I suppose, that's what, uh how that would work presumably but hey listen we got uh, there's a few talking points here that i'd like to throw your way uh and, and to see what more you have to say regarding these whole you know th these matters including where is daniel as of late but also let's remind you of the pirate story because if if you want to uh if you want to be able to gain passage onto the Robin Hood, you'll have to come up with something or else we'll have to spend the, the duration of the, the show down Skullport Harbor uh, mucking about and who knows where that might lead. <laughs> it's, it's safer to be on the ship usually. So, uh, but, but GitHub is another just quick little point here that I, I jotted down. 
And uh, let's not forget to remind our audience that there is, in fact, there's a great infinite Imaginarium group on Minds, which has not quite 800 members at the moment. So some really big groups on Minds.com, which a lot of people might not actually know about. We're constantly on the hunt for uh, moderators ourselves, and we got we got friends such as yourself who are as well too. I'm not sure which one of those you want to address first, though, uh, whether, you know, GitHub, because uh, it's presumably you've been active on that front. Um, I need to do a little more myself. I've done some in the past, but there's a there's a number of bugs that, uh, you know, really somebody needs to draw to uh, folks on the back end of things, the, the coders handling the, the open source end of, I guess, the backbone to the platform, what what makes it tick, and that uh, there's some definitely quirky things that we're, we're coming across. Uh, although things have been gradually improving, I've always been a, a booster, cheerleader for mines, uh, you know, warts and all there. There have growing pains really is what the way I've, you know, been decided to, you know, take that whole approach way of looking at things that you just got to cut them a little slack, give them, give them time and see what they can uh, eventually come up with. So, but yeah, there we go. Any of those, well, let's start with Daniel. Have you, have you been in touch or contact with him as of late? He's completely fallen off our radar. Satori, yeah, he's a he's got an amazing. <laughs> he he does have to. I think he gets overwhelmed sometimes. He goes off and has a little break and regeneration. Um, obviously, I've known him for years. I I kind of know how he works. You know, he's got an exceptional brain and the way he looks at life and obviously all the technological genius that he applies to our infinite imaginarium shows, but. He does sometimes go off and retreat. He he will go sort of, you know, MIA for several weeks. But the general theme is when he comes back, he's totally on form. As I said, I had an email with him um, about two weeks ago, and we had we got into a little chat. He I know he's got a lot a lot of stuff going on, um, creative stuff and also just personal life stuff. So he's got a lot going on. But he's still very much present um, in terms of the minds.com and infinite imaginarium. You know, he's there. But I just wanted to sort of talk a little bit about the the sort of the group chat feature, you know, much like, um, you know, you can kind of create a group chat, much like a Zoom thing. You've got the option of being on camera or not being on, you know, just the audio like we're doing now. Um, but we did notice when those chat rooms, you know, that sort of live chat feature got overloaded with people, it would really start heavily, you know, slowing up and glitching. Um, I, I, in all honesty, I've, I've been preoccupied as well, so I need to go back in and sort of see if they've made progress with that. I mean, don't get me wrong, it wasn't bad at all. It was just, it wasn't a terrible oh, God, we can't hear people. But if there was kind of more than 10 people in the room all chatting, 
it would sometimes struggle a little bit with that. Um, but all in all, that is a very good feature and it works really, really well. Well, why don't you, know, you explain to our listeners and exactly how that works? Because I, I'm not overly familiar with uh, the the chat room end of things. People have been talking about that, saying, I guess, anytime you launch a group that you can you can put a a, a chat group uh, or room together so we could be using that right now instead of skype we, in fact, really. we could be using that instead of skype or youtube that's the beauty of it obviously what what we're trying to do is give every feature that people may have had with the the old school um, social media platforms that obviously people are, are massively moving away from now because of the censorship. It's, it's getting ridiculous. And obviously you could you can post something, um, but because of the closed source nature of it, it will be kind of shadow banned. It won't. It obviously the algorithms are biased for the best part on on other social media platforms. So it that makes it very difficult for people to get the reach that they want. And it might not even be that they're talking about anything particularly controversial or that needs to be shut off by the bloody, you know, fact, the, the fact checker bots um, or whatever. It's just that they want to share. They could be an artist or a musician and they want to reach, they want to further reach. And obviously, that's one of the benefits of Minds.com is that they can reach. They they've got that up. There's so many different options for them to do that. You know, you you literally get paid in a sense with, you know, in terms of the online Minds.com currency, you get paid with tokens, and then you get that reach. You know, it might just be a piece of artwork. You want at least a thousand people to see it, so you've got that option to do it. And as you use the platform, you earn. I mean, this is on a very basic level. It's got quite complex now. Um, but all the work that's going into it is going to make it far more user-friendly. I mean, it, it already is very, very simple to use. Um, and you've got everything there. But, yeah, what we noticed is Dan, Dan set up a poetry group. I During this period, I was going off doing stuff um, in the process of writing a book. And, you know, you know how it is just getting on with the life. And that was when we discovered that too many people in the room, it just gets really, really busy. And, and it's like it, it occasionally glitches a little bit. We need to obviously tweak that and look into that. But as I say, I'm much like you, Jaffe. I'm not a tech expert by any means. You know, in the beginning, I was a content creator. I just used to, I started setting up groups. But there's now a guy on mine who is absolutely unreal and he is the master of groups he's called frats uh capel frats capel i'm never sure about the, <laughs> the last name if i'm pronouncing it right but he just came on board um he wasn't there right at the beginning but he came on board a bit further down the line he just went mad with groups so he's done a huge amount of work with groups um and people obviously being able to branch out into different areas of, of the platform. Um, <laughs> whereas before, in the alpha stage, we were just all in one spot and we could just find each other really well. Um, you know, you, we'd write the blog posts and discuss very various topics. 
And I think there's a lot of original Minds users that really miss that. And in a sense, they didn't want the progression. But obviously, it has to progress um, because we're running out of places to go in terms of the, you know, technology. We're running out of places to go to express ourselves as humans in a way. Um, but yeah, the the live chat, I think all in all, it's pretty good. It, it needs a bit more tweaking here and there. But, you know, Dan and I have used it with no problems. You know, all I will say, all I, I'm going to say is if there's like 10 or more people, it struggles slightly. But I have complete confidence that that can be rectified and it will improve things massively. It's an ongoing process. And this is why we need lots of people to come on board and become content creators. Or if you're like a really, really tech savvy person, you know, if you're a really tech savvy person, come on and help with that, that side of things as well. Because we want to make it perfect for people. We don't want to have a half-assed, you know, half-assed job. <laughs> Something, you know, we don't have that motto, oh, that'll do. Yeah, that's that's reasonably good. We don't need to do anything more. But, um, yeah, it's nice that people, it, it's not a division thing. It's nice that people have different places to explore and different places they can go with it. That They're not just stuck in one place. And and also the algorithms are not biased on Minds.com. Yeah, it's a pretty no, good so. example, I think, of, of it's about as close as, as what uh, to net neutrality as I could imagine, at least on a, the, the most basic level. You know, the, whereas you look at the, the the skewing of the algorithms that we that we see and hear uh, coming to us via the big tech tyranny, the Kraken, as we refer to them, the, uh, you know, Silicon Valley social media, big tech insiders. It's a mafia really is 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 how I cannot. Well, the well, they're yeah, technocrats. It's a scientific dictatorship. Technocrats, they're they're hiring actually now. Facebook, I think, is is what like the story I came across the other day. They're hiring fact checkers and people to to set their algorithms up from out of China. You know, <laughs> that that's who's handling. That's the Ministry of Truth. If you've ever read uh, Orwell's 1984, that's that's the Ministry of of, of Truth. Want to get other people to read it, but not very successfully. Um, yeah, the tech, the technocrats, the technology. You know, we've got Bill Gates. He thinks he's an expert on medical science, but he's <laughs> with no training whatsoever. Um, I, you know, and I had a really big problem with the ISOS platform because of the closed source nature of it. You know, people are very limited. Uh, obviously, people that don't have any interest or awareness of te technology on a slightly deeper level they seem to be obsessed with the apple iphone it's like you know that this is like the dog's bollocks brilliantness of all technology you can have and they rush out and buy them and i think god it's so restricted um android is much better but obviously i'm not going to go and go into that in terms of 
what's a positive thing or a, or a corrupt thing. But, you know, I've always been taught, because I'm an artist, I'm quite happy in my own skin, being on my own and, and doing artwork in a, in, on some occasions in a loner-ish fashion, being a loner of not, in terms of not being around lots of people. You know, I'm, I'm quite happy to do that. But at the same time, the technology and the social media is now part of our culture and part of our, our way of life. And, um, you know, we need to keep everything open. I know, I know a lot of people find that really terrifying because they think, well, you know, if you're not going to censor this person, censor that. And I just want to add in, we have very strict, not like Facebook, but we do have limits. We do have rules and regulations in terms of what people can post because obviously there are some highly disturbing and highly irresponsible and horrendous po posts that people will share. And we found a lot of that in the alpha stage. And I believe that's what ultimately led to our decision to have the block function and to censor things to a point. I don't I don't want to suggest or say anything in particular because it might offend a lot of the viewers and the listeners here today. So I'm not going to go into rapid detail, but there are certain things that are just not acceptable. Um, Say, what, say thing, whatever you like. Don't hold anything back. Let's. That's. This is what right. this is all. <laughs> you know, right. this platform is for having a conversation. There, open. There has been there has been sort of issues of of people posting highly paedophilic posts, very offensive pornographic posts, not just you know bog standard porn, but really really aggressive and disturbing disturbing stuff. So it's like obviously doxing, you know, posting people's name and address and all that stuff is is like an instant, but, you know, it's like we're going to eradicate those people from being on the platform. You know, those things aren't acceptable. But the problem with Facebook uh, and other platforms is the censorship is off the scale. Totally unfair, totally biased. Um, I mean, we have on minds, all the posts appear in a kind of, how can I explain it, reverse chronological order. So most social media platforms don't have that. They kind of operate with a sort of secret undercover ranking system, a ranking, you know, ranking of algorithms, if you like to determine which posts appear. So although at the moment everyone's talking about how badly censored we're being and people's YouTube channels are getting taken down left, right and centre, the reality is we've, we've been being heavily censored from the outset for a long time. Yeah. It's just that now we're, there's more of an open, blatant discussion um, and obviously these channels and certain posts are being taken down rapidly um, lot, and lots of them. So obviously people have more of an awareness. But as I say, that this has been going on for ages, the censorship. It wasn't quite so overt as it is now and people are, are noticing. That's right. You know, and that's uh, one of the the hallmarks, I believe, is the, is the term um, 
that's one of the features characteristics of Fabian socialism, the boiling frog syndrome, where it's rather than rapid uh, assault and in your face, they go about executing their agenda in an incremental uh, manner. If, if you catch my drift, because otherwise the frog will yeah. jump out of the pot, obviously, right? You want to keep, have it just, just gently fall asleep to stay, stay tuned to your, uh, your televalium yeah. boob tube. And, uh, <laughs> you know, there's, don't, no worry. We got everything's under control. So, hey, listen, before we carry on any further here, we've almost gone 45 minutes and we've yet to give a shout out to the folks who have joined us here in in youtube and after we do that let's we might as well uh turn our sights back to both reverend jim and pirate larry see what their thoughts are regarding these matters the issues that you've hit on up to this point regarding the infinite imaginarium minds.com uh big tech censorship and the like and there are going to be senate hearings coming up here shortly too as i uh understand things so what actually is to will uh come of that or materialize who's to say so it's interesting though just right on the eve of the uh u.s presidential election though and it has been gross just utterly just gross and, and disgusting frankly what they have been doing social you know the big tech social media giants uh this the i mean they've they stated it openly so arrogant as well too they said this back in 2016 how they did not want any they would pull out all stops do everything possible they could to deny trump or anyone like him the the opportunity a chance to ever win the presidency again so that's some pretty disturbing stuff and you know they've been caught time and again on camera bragging and boasting of these things but i'll, I'll just leave it at leave it there rather than uh than beating a dead horse really i think most people listening here are probably uh you know in in the know in the loop and uh hip to what's going on out there more or less but uh barbecue jim australian ben saying hey it's his first time what should i expect i don't know ben what what should we expect it's anything goes we're very spontaneous here that's uh where we find the best shows often materialize and come together we talk to all sorts of folks from around the world including the likes of this week's guest meg boardman who uh, a lot of people probably have never heard of up until now. So this is one of the reasons we have this show in place. Only about once a month do we ever try to really uh, land or, or book a more widely recognized name. Uh, once again, it goes back to that whole business of what would Robin Hood do. So speaking of which, there was a comment made here uh, just a, a few moments ago. Now we'll, we can maybe come back. Uh, there we go. Rob, Rob Walkton talking about how you could 
view Robin Hood as an early socialist? Question mark. Yeah, I guess so. We've been accused of both actually being too overly socialistic on the one hand, and then uh, at the same time having the, the hardcore lefties attack us as being too much um, interested in in actually, you know, making a profit basically on uh on on our you know in in return for the the investment that we put into things here with time energy and and money of course too it's been a five year endeavor now to this point so this is uh well it'll be year six come 2021 you know you know and let me just say before i forget operation secret santa let's not uh let's not give up the opportunity to to plug that of course given the fact that we've got meg here on board in particular and uh the focus really is all about creative um projects and visionary visionary pursuits and campaigns so i don't know meg uh, you don't have to res res respond to that right now of course but just if you get a chance here well I am uh, filibustering in some ways, not really. Actually, just giving a, a lowdown, just kind of breaking things down here for folks, what's going, uh, taking place via the wider live streaming landscape as I see things. But yeah, check out, Meg, if you would, the Operation Secret Santa link that we have uh, available via the main WPRPN dot com website it's up there at the top part of your screen is where you should find it and we're, we're approaching that time of the year again folks here quite rapidly so be sure to reach out get involved ask as many questions as you like it is an open sourced project itself uh, very much cooperative and collaborative and uh you know, we're we're basically we are re we're rebranding and reformatting this whole idea as it's been as it's been handed to us. The what people know as Secret Santa, we're talking Operation Secret Santa. It's something a lot different from what folks are used to. So uh, it's a much bolder uh, endeavor and something that we're hoping to continue to pursue here over the years and looking forward to what we have coming up here starting December 15th. So thank you for that uh, comment. Not only, well, Joey, Joey Boomer, Dana Shiver, but also Rob. Yeah, Rob Wachton, I think is how you pronounce uh, your, your surname there. So, uh, I'm guessing that might be one of your your mates from out of the UK as well, too, possibly, Meg. Milotas, geez, some of these names I tell you. Is this a Polish name? Milotas Zivubulas. Hello. Anyang Haseo, as they say here in Korea. Susie Tate. And who else? Do we miss anybody here? Hope hopefully not. That that's about it. Up to almost Baker's dozen. That magical is it unlucky or not? I don't know. You tell us, folks. 13 people all together here in the live streaming area. So 
it's great to see that sort of interest and traction um, at this point, uh, this stage of the game. Happy to uh, happy to see those numbers. And of course, as always, there'll be a, a lot more people who will be checking out the show as it finds its way into the WPRPN, not only YouTube, but also BitChute archives. We love our BitChute. So, uh, big thanks and uh, word of appreciation going out to all of our subscribers over there. Let me just remind people, too, I'm really bad at this, unfortunately. You'd think it af <laughs> that after all this time, I would have this down pat, but unfortunately, yes. Remember, listeners, to like, comment, share, remind, if you're over on minds.com. Um, Subscribe and hit the notification button wherever you find us out there uh, in social media. It's the only way our little independent, online, underground, open-sourced, alternative, digital, pirate endeavor here. Hi Radio Podcast, flagship to the wider WPRPN.com network is ever going to make its way from out of these digital online uh, ghettos and find itself uh, producing more of a, a splash, frankly. So, hey, listen, let's just kind of make the rounds here briefly before we, before we uh, drop back in with Meg. We want to talk to, I guess... Reverend Jim, I know he's up there in the crow's nest, so that's what we're going to do right now. We're pretty sure he had made his way up there. And uh, how are things looking from your vantage point there, Jim? Are you you've you're you've got that D Live stream in place? You syndicate us, of course, on a pretty regular basis via D Live. We very much appreciate that. Um, what's the latest? Well, um, I'm not sure. I, I was being hosted by one of the other streamers earlier. I may still be. I'm not sure. Um, we've got uh, 10 in my audience over here. That looks like there's 12 on YouTube. And things sound great. So, there's so much going on in the world today that I'm just going to stay the heck out for now. Well, we're just, we're yeah, well, that's the thing, but we're taking a break from the politics and current events, of course, and just focusing on this infinite imaginarium project and the world of uh, creative in pursuits and endeavors. We've also got the Minds World Indie Music Showcase coming up, let's not forget. That's going to be featured in November. I'm just going to check out to see what we got on the calendar here. So, folks, you, if you're much of a, an indie music fan and supporter at all it is going to be friday november 20th 8 p.m pacific standard time 11 out on the east coast 12 p.m noon saturday no let's get that straight we're, we're looking at a time change coming up here quite shortly 1 p.m 1 p.m in the afternoon tokyo and seoul uh, time. So, yeah, November 20th, the World Minds World Indie Music Showcase, our eighth installment. 
And uh, so we are now soliciting, uh, putting the word out, essentially, inviting all musicians of the indie sort to submit their songs. Get in touch with us via Pirate One Radio at protonmail.com. You can try pirateoneradio at gmail.com if you'd like as well, too. And uh, hit us up that way with your top uh, songs that you've recorded and that you'd like us to feature. The only requisite that we have in place is that you, you know, have some pretty decent sounding material, of course. And, uh, you know, it's it's not too overly hard uh, to listen to, not not too rough on the ears, as it were, but that you've also got a Minds.com account in place. That's what makes this the Minds World Indie Music Showcase. Not only is it all about indie music, but yeah, it's in conjunction with Minds.com. So um, something I know Pirate Larry is quite passionate about. Jim, are you all done then on uh, with what you had to say? I'm not sure. If uh, I, I I'm guessing, uh, although I know you're you're uh, playing a little more guitars of late. Your parents were pretty pretty accomplished musicians, the two of them. I'm I'm not playing. Don't overbrag me, Jaffe. I I have a guitar that I'm trying to learn how to play. Uh, but, uh, other than that, uh, I enjoy singing. But no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even the. An apprentice guitar player yet i'm still i'm still in the weeds my guitar has never even been properly set up i've got an sg i've got a small orange amp and they both kind of sit there pathetically gathering dust it's a shame have you uh ever thought of trying to pick up the bass um yeah well my dad went from guitar to bass and my second oldest brother actually has my dad's bass right now. But, uh, yeah, I've thought about it. I suppose if, uh, if I could get my dad's bass from my brother, I could probably convert to that. There's this uh, really cool program game called Rocksmith. And unlike those video games where you play a plastic guitar and hit plastic buttons and, you know, supposedly you're playing the music, uh, this, you actually use a real guitar, and there's video game-like things and songs that you can learn to play. And it's really good, and if you're somebody who can learn all on their own, it's probably a great program, but I'm not typically one of those type of people. I need some hands-on direction because I, I just get too frustrated when trying to do it myself you know, without proper instruction. But yeah, it's a great, great program called Rocksmith. And uh, it also, it teaches guitar or bass and teaches lead or rhythm guitar. So it's, it's kind of a neat program. Uh, it runs on PC and a couple of different gaming systems and Mac. So you have your choice of platforms. Great. Rocksmith. To... Rocksmith. Yes, rock, Rocksmith. Mm -hmm. All you need is a real guitar and a uh, guitar to USB cord. And you're set to go. 
There you go. Yeah, I'm actually just in the process right now of working on seeing what I can do as far as a, a download via Pirate Bay of uh, anything that's available uh, as far as this garage band program is concerned. So just, I think it might be a step up from Audacity. So we'll, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I've heard GarageBand is good. Uh -huh. You can you can loop songs and do all sorts of neat stuff with it, mm -hmm. from what I understand. It's been around for a while, too. So, But, uh, yeah, that's uh, November the 20th, then, folks. If you've recorded any material of the independent kind, and, it, you know, it doesn't even have to be all that sophisticated, frankly. We've, we've played all sorts of music up to this point. This will be our eighth uh feature edition of the minds world indie music showcase all new material we had been recapping over either the last one or two installments just because there was so many songs that we uh and artists who we had featured up until that point so uh yeah get get your submissions in now um as always the earlier that you do this, the sooner we'll be able to have you uh, in line and able to get that opportunity to have your music heard by a, a wider audience, free of charge, you know, and managing to pick up that the kind of promotion exposure that many other instances you'd be having to uh fork over at least a, a little bit of cash for so not not in in this case though we're all about doing what we can to help promote world grassroots artistry uh, wherever we might find it so and that's where i think the infinite imaginarium that's where we really intersect and are able to make a nice, uh, very smooth conjunction with, I suppose. Uh, but before we get back to, to Meg out of the UK and hear more from her regarding this project, which she worked together and is continues to work on to this day with uh, Daniel Satori D, who people can find over on minds.com any old time they like, that uh, we're going to see if our other friend and fellow pirate matey, another fellow resident of Los Angeles, California, Pirate Larry, is, is available. And... Uh, has has his uh has his mic on has not completely muted out so we'll we'll check out what we got going here via the uh the howling wolf also let's not forget we were going to feature a song of Meg's herself evolution you know we could do this now as a matter of fact we could do this now and we could also include it in the upcoming Minds World Indie Music Showcase, uh, our eighth installment, November 
20th. I, I see no reason not to. She has got her, her music here that she has uh, provided uh, for us, handed, handed over to us here, sent our way just a, a couple days ago. So that's the sort of... Uh, that's the sort of thing we like to see. But Larry, yeah, let's let's try to connect with him once again here via the, the Howling Wolf. Or was it the Scurvy Dog? We never got clear on that, did we, Larry? Which which <laughs> could be the Mossy Wench, too. Or the Scurvy Dog in, my friend. I see. The okay. Scurvy Dog in. All right. So there I'm we go. I'm very, very glad to uh, be able to listen to Meg. Uh... It's a serious thing. Uh, this, uh, um, oppression, the censorship, it's, it's gone too far, you know. Uh, they took down the Twitter account of the spokesperson for the White House, Kaylee McInerney. I don't know whether you've seen Kaylee McInerney, but she's a, she's a tough fighter. <laughs> In the pits, she's a real brilliant person. Just wait Good to person. see what happens once they get into power. <laughs> Just imagine how much worse it 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 could potentially become quite easily. It, it looks horrible. It looks horrible. It looks like we're getting closer and closer to Chinese, and and as you say, you know, we have Chinese fact checkers or whatever. Um, this is. Uh, this is wrong on so many levels. And I'm really glad that uh, we've got people like Megan who, uh, you know, are are creating content or, and also helping other content uh, creators to create. Um, I'm working on a project now with a friend uh, and it will essentially do with video what encrypted chat goes over on mines with chat. So it will enable encrypted video uh, to be streamed out to like 50,000 connections at once. Um, we're, we're halfway there. Uh, so it'll work as a plug-in to uh, OBS or um, what's the other one? Uh, you know, any of the, uh, any of the free uh, streaming services. Yeah, that's great. Looking forward to hearing more on that front. I know you were telling me a little bit about that uh, a week or so ago, kind of on the on the, the down low behind the scenes, but uh, just whatever you're yeah. comfortable with, you'll, of course, <clears throat> reveal and share with the public as time goes on. It is so fast. It is so fast the way, the way um, Mario is doing it. It's very fast, and it'll be absolutely accurate. Um, we're going to slow it down, uh, and we're to get the encryption. But you know, this will allow well an attorney to talk to his client, a doctor to talk to the patient. Um, so on that level, you know. Uh, you hope to be able to make this available for free. This will allow, you're talking, you know, mentioned uh, his name, Mario, that uh, this will allow, if, if the likes of 
your yourself and uh you know me here as well too and and others if we if we work together and collaborate with this guy we could we could ultimately all become mario's brothers yeah luigi no i'm uh wouldn't that be a great thing to become mario's no, brothers yeah. yeah it'd be a great thing um but what i i what i would like to do you know when we have something to show is um go to bill ott and uh let him know that this is available and if if Minds would adopt this, uh, you know, as a plugin. Um, they could get extremely video, video in any uh, any format. It would work, and uh, um, people be able to like. You know, it'll it'll work as a plugin to OBS, so you'd be able to stream encrypted. Um, so yeah. Uh, Turning out real nice. Thank you for reminding me. You mentioned uh, Bill Ottman. I just actually tagged his father, John. So, which it's really quite interesting. Uh, I tagged him over on on Twitter, to be clear. But the first show that we ever did here with Pirate Radio Podcast, the with the help of guess who, folks, Satori D. Yeah, he managed to put um, a, produce a conversation where myself, AWOL Aaron, both Bill and John and uh, and Satori D. There was, I guess, five of us at that time. Right. Uh, had a had a bit of a. It was it was recorded on the record. It's their archive now for posterity's sake and uh well worth taking a look oh, at yeah. going these back are, and seeing these are forward thinkers yeah these are people who think you know ahead of the i mean thank god for minds because uh what they're doing with uh, facebook and what they're doing with twitter is is absolutely horrible even and, gab even gab what the hell is yeah. this you got to be gab pro just to just to launch a group just to launch a group to 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 uh to produce to create a group they expect you yeah. to be uh they you're required to be pro so i'm glad that the ottomans have not taken that step uh or gone that far in that direction because i just don't think that's the way to do things clearly and that no. they've got the right idea you know, to keep it more, uh, more open and uh, right. let, let people just go for it, frankly, and work to build up the network. And that's what we did help to do. In fact, I just shared, I'm not sure if, if any of you noticed or not, but I thought I had shared. Uh, yeah, there we go. There's the, there's the file there. I, I can't share it with the YouTube audience, but folks here in Skype will be able to download a copy of the it's one of the one of the um, files that's been circulating out here in the digital underground uh, a mines moderation group list and there's all kinds of you know the I mean it's it, it's really great 
the way that uh, they've got things laid out here, all kinds of music groups. Um, they've got various nations from around the world. There's a cop block group. Uh, well, Fox News is there for whatever reason. Infowars. I'm looking at Las Vegas. Science and technology. That is a huge group right now. If people are able to access it, it's it's not all that easy to find. And that's one of the criticisms that I do have to issue. And I've been very, you know, critical of minds, not in a in an overly malicious sense, but just from the standpoint of trying to help improve things really and it's too bad that uh i just i guess it's partly my fault because i'm not engaged as much as i should be over on uh the back end github because that's where it seems you really are able to better catch people's attention at least that was my experience the few times where i after you know launching an account via github which by the way is now owned entirely by Microsoft, apparently. Right, right. So what's that all about? But anyways, yeah, you know, um, the search, there are issues with like ser the search function on mines and the hashtag uh, end of things. I know in the past, for example, we had the War on Humanity group, hashtag WOH. You search for hashtag WOH now, nothing comes up. There's nothing coming up at all, and it's just it really good. Yeah, yeah. They I don't took know what happened. Well, they took something out of the mix there. Obviously, yeah. that's really, I think, yeah. It's it's deprived. Uh, it's it's unfortunate at any because rate, I I would ask you to um, you know look at what we come up with and see how it works, and then um, if you like it, you know, uh, you can introduce. Well, I've I've met um, Bill and John through you, and so you could introduce maybe perhaps Mario to Bill and John. Yeah, and we we could uh, like be first ad adopters because I I think at this juncture to offer um, encrypted video, just like they have encrypted chat, is an important thing, and. Uh, you know, I, I yeah. again, I can see a, a, a situation where, um, yeah, where we give it away for free to people that you know are using it, um, kind of at home or you know singly, and then there's a, there would be another business, you know, a, a pro version, a business version, or whatever. And all it would do is go out to like 50,000 streams instead of, you know, uh, 20 or something. Uh -huh. Encrypted video really quite uh, coming in quite handy, especially if you're uh, uh, as freaky a, a kind of guy as, as Jeffrey Tubin. Oh, God, yeah. I, I'm not sure if you heard about that. I mean, I mean, to see that guy... On, I don't know how could they could ever bring him back. What a creep, man! Like, what the hell is he doing? Like, Jesus! It's like there was a there was a there was this Richard somebody or another who was who was he's a I don't want to say too much about him other than uh, he's just kind of a, a freak as well. And uh, he was he was another news reporter, Richard. I I, w I wish the surname would come to me, but 
I don't see too much of him on CNN now. Maybe he is, his personal life and problems just caught up with him. They found him wandering around Central Park a couple of years ago with a, a, like a dog leash around his neck and I think oh, his, un, his underwear around his ankles or something. <laughs> He's all high on meth. And uh, this is the guy who has access to royalty. Like yeah, he, he's yeah, interviewing yeah. the highest level, <sighs> highest and most powerful people very, in the world. Yeah. You know, so you don't see too much of this Richard, whatever his last name is again, uh, mm -hmm. via CNN uh, too much these days anymore. But okay, so there we go. So Mario, yeah, well, that's that's another uh, put that on our li list of uh, to do items, uh, you know. Uh, we'll leave it there for now, Larry. Of course, we do have an after show. I don't think Meg or Megan, as sometimes she she's is referred to, uh, I don't think she's aware of the Rogues Gallery after show. I'm not sure if she'll or maybe she is if she you know read. I think it's included in the the uh, guest the feature document that all of our uh, guests. Right. receive with the info kind of overview breakdown of, of what it's all about what uh you know to drop by and be a, a visitor on the show what it what it entails right. but uh, yeah i could have mario come and be a visitor on the after show tonight oh well if he's around uh jeez yeah, oh boy he's he's lurking around there and Okay, so who, who yeah, hey, uh, don't stare a gift horse in the mouth. But the point, the point really, uh, you well, know, just in addition I, to that. This would help, this would help Megan. This would mm -hmm. help. Oh, I'm sure. Creatures. But does she have the energy? It's five, what the hell are we looking at now? It's 5.30 uh, yeah. in the morning, so, and we've got to, we've <laughs> got to keep. Right. I, I, can, I can deal with it. I'll come on the after show. That's no problem. Oh, my God. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm awake now. Okay. I'm, I'm often awake. Like now, you're a trooper, Meg. We gotta love you. Yeah. You're a trooper. Let's turn our sights back to you now. Uh, Megan is is acceptable too. You go. You don't mind being going by that moniker. No, I'm generally Meg to most people, but if you want to say Megan, that's fine. I okay. Don't mind. I'm All right. Meg. Not not Maggie though, I guess. Or or is that is that work at all? I don't know. Does, Maggie is that is that the same as Meg? No, no, that's definitely not. Okay. Wake up, wake up, Maggie May, not Maggie May, Maggie May. Wake up, Maggie May. Okay. Yeah, the good old Rod Stewart song. Just having a little fun with it. Hey, just like what you're saying, the parody. You know, does parody qualifier constitute uh, intellectual theft? I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> they say that plagiarism is the highest form of uh, flattery. Isn't that right? Or, or no, not plagi not plagiarism. Imitation. Imitation is the highest form of form of uh There's flattery. A fine line between imitation and plagiarism for a lot of people. That's how they perceive it, this fine line. Some people just see it as pure plagiarism. Well, but hang on. Um, if you're being open and honest saying by the way being shared and deriving some kind of inspiration from it. Mm -hmm. And then you can go on, and this is what's so great about Satori D, what he does is he gets he derives some form of inspiration and he will create something that will connect all those things together in the form of a really cool visual mashup. Yeah. Um, psychedelics too, let's not forget. He's heavily into oh, psychedelics and poetry. Yeah. yeah. He's a great poet as well. He's he's a good writer. So it's 
yeah, that's his kind of genius is that he co he connects it all up together to make one show. And that in itself, so each individual infinite, infinite imaginarium show in itself shows people how to connect with one another, how we can connect all these things up in a really cool way. Um, you know, and that's the ultimate fight is to fight against all the divisive um, rules and regulations based on, you know, the fault lines of religion and race and um, sex, class system, you know, whether you're rich or poor or in between. It's just, it's kind of like a, a great sort of equaliser project. It's to get everybody on the same page. And, and not only that, I know I've mentioned this before, but it's about people feeling safe. You know, I believe there's lots of amazing, you know, content creators and artists, but for various different reasons, they don't want to come forward. They don't feel like they belong or where they can go with it all. Um, particularly with the philosophy side of things, you know, like all of us have been chatting, you know, on here and it, we we can share and impart our beliefs and philosophies onto other people um and if people feel that if people interact with others that are doing that they then feel safe to talk about themselves or to be more authentic i think you know that's the thing the key in a sense it's being authentic mm -hmm. sure people don't people don't feel the need they can do it and, and also Another element is that obviously on social media, people can be whatever the hell they want. You know, it can be anything. Um, and um, unless you're on Facebook, on, on Facebook where they demand your so-called uh, real name, whatever that means, you know, the you know legal name, the name you're born with, or that sort of thing. So, uh, which is kind of creepy if you think about, it, especially if you if you know the history of where fake book came from. It's it started out as a project from all accounts and indication, backed by the CIA, DARPA, the Pentagon. It was called LifeLog, and on the very same day that Fakebook uh, started, as I I think this the way the timeline works here, they they uh, basically came into existence as a uh, fully functioning, legitimate corporation of sorts, issuing shares and whatnot, uh, you know, via the, the, the stock market. And that very day that it it was birthed, LifeLog, LifeLog was, uh, the plug was pulled on that project and into the, the void step fake book. So um, have you heard about that at all, Meg? Or maybe you don't know anything about that. I've not heard of that one, but I yeah. I, I don't know of that um, oddly, but I do remember one called um, Friends Reunited. I don't know if you 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 ever came across that. It was a very it seemed like a very basic version of Facebook. It was just a you know it was a very basic platform, and you were able to sort of like go into a search engine and find different people by putting their name in. That was but that was literally it. It was like the most basic form of Facebook without all the bells and whistles with, with no. And that kind of fizzled out and then Facebook came in. Um, so that, that's, that's the initial kind of precursor platform that I'm aware of. 
and um yeah obviously it's, it's gone mad but yeah the, the issue with facebook is obviously the severe um influx of fact checkers and you know people being shadow banned it's not you know, I, I kind of feel like it's not going to last that much longer because people are, are even even the, the most sort of non-tech savvy people are, are noticing now that they're getting censored a lot. They're getting their posts taken down. They put one, say one wrong word and it's deemed to be very negative. So they get they get banned for a bit, put in Facebook jail for, for a while, et cetera, et cetera. It's just it's not a good way forward and i this is why i i sometimes dispute the alternative technology i suppose you have you know you have to have that label as an ident as an identity so people can differentiate or they can understand what they're dealing with um but yeah i mean the great thing about minds.com is it kind of in, it, it gives you everything it gives you the opportunity to monetize your channel you know it gives incentive to support other channels and promote other channels due to you know crowdfunding or whatever else and then it's it's that case of like people can do these things and then it help they help each other obviously they help each other to flourish and grow in that sense it's it's a very, very incentive based platform you know, and it's a lot of fun as well. We've got all the groups going on at the moment and um, people can provide really great content. They can write their own blogs if they want uh, and you get rewarded for it. You know, even on the most basic level, you get the mines tokens. And then if you've got something to share and you think, right, I want to boost that. I want to make sure that 3,000 people see that or whatever. You've just got that choice. You know, it kind of has everything. Um, but I think the creativity is the key to getting out of this kind of ever-growing technology fascist regime, <laughs> getting away from that. Um, hey. Creativity is the key. That's the thing, is to create and, and innovate and build new systems that actually make the old systems obsolete. Rather than, you know, I'm not a massive believer in not that I don't think they have any merit, but obviously going out on these protests and that whole resistance thing, my approach would be don't resist the current system and argue the toss and go out, but instead create new things. That's um, what Socrates told us too, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That's exactly what he like said. COVID thing. I mean, obviously that that might be a whole new show in itself. No, no. I was going to be taking the oh. conversation as we wrap up here. That's exactly what I was going to be asking you about. The one thing I'm going to say here: a place for creators to connect with like-minded peers. The Imaginarium's mantra is, is simply connect, collaborate, and create. So, yeah. uh, just wanted to get that out. Now, you had a, a quote brought to us. Uh, just right before we went live here, courtesy of uh, Khalil Gibran, I believe it's out of yeah. the Prophet. Before we before we uh, have you maybe read that to our audience, as as you may very much like to do, I'm just going to ask you about speaking of COVID, the the David Ike 
protest where he was a, a f- keynote speaker just a, about, a, I guess, what, a month or so ago. But also Van Morrison. Have you heard about these songs that he's written? I'm waiting for them to to uh, find the light of day. But a couple protest songs, apparently, which the just the, the fact that he had done so and because of his stature as a knight, uh, Sir Sir Van Morrison, that it didn't go over too well as far as helping to support the official narrative. Uh, Sir, you know, Van taking the position that the whole thing is a lot of nonsense, really, that we are being uh, treated in just a very heavy-handed authoritarian manner and it should not be uh it's not required it's not necessary and it's just not right and there needs to be some kind of pushback thank god for the likes of van morrison and david ike is what i would say and you know i really just would ask that people out there listening in the west that you continue to keep up the fight because without you doing what you are in exposing the lies the hypocrisy the uh well it's all it ties into of course what's known as the great reset if people haven't looked into that that's my impression at least based on the research i've done and uh you know looking at the Club of Rome is another big player, of course. Uh, the the World Economic Forum, they're all about the, the Great Reset. That's their, that's their project. Uh, that's their baby. And they really want to promote that hard. We've got the Bilderbergers, of course, the Bohemian Grove, all of these elite uh, organizations, secretive, of course, largely, um, they don't make too many of their talking points public, of course, or widely published, not unless there are people on the inside who've managed to somehow, uh, you know, gain access to whatever happens to be on the agenda. But yeah, there's a lot of chicanery taking place right now. And here in Asia in particular, I guess the point really is this, that we need, because there's a truth embargo, the way that they have the news set up here is that the people on the Korean Peninsula and where I happen to be located in particular, South Korea, is that uh, if you want to look at things from a, a particular standpoint, I would say it's something in and along the lines of a North Korea light. I'll, I'll try to be polite and diplomatic about, you know, with things. Uh, but, you know, heavy surveillance, very much Orwellian uh, police state, CCTV cameras virtually everywhere you go, a big push toward biometrics. And I imagine a big push to taking this vaccine. I think a lot of us out here really see that this is where they want to uh, lead us essentially through this, the technocratic, the social engineering, 
of uh, reality in classic Hegelian dialectical fashion. That is the end goal that they are seeking here. And the question is, are we going to allow them to get away with this or not? What are we going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? What am I going to do about it? What, what can we do about it? What's within each of our, uh, our, our spheres of influence? We've got our show here that we produce every uh, twice a week. We've got the news, of course, on Tuesday nights. And the Friday night feature end of things, a little different format, but, uh, you know, find ourselves somewhat active to an extent, to a limited degree in social media. We had uh, my personal Twitter account was recently shut down after tweeting a uh, some information which exposed Hunter Biden and this whole business of the laptop, which now, as it turns out, some people are talking about there being several devices. So it's not just one laptop. There's either two or three that we could potentially be looking at. And this is all in the lead up to the presidential election, of course. Um, as Pirate Larry mentioned earlier, they shut down, I believe it's Trump's press secretary, her her uh, uh, Twitter account. I don't know if she's still offline or not, but ours is locked down. And uh, I guess if we were to agree to remove the offending tweet, we could carry on as, as uh, you know, as we normally do over there. But really odd, really bizarre that it would trigger something in the algorithm that we we put out there that we were shut down within within seconds of issuing that tweet so and that's just a, that's just one indicator of what's taking place uh out via social media meg you've probably heard a thing or two about uh you know and maybe even experienced uh, facebook jail for example firsthand uh, or know of, of others who have for for challenging uh, the authorities, you know, the official line narrative. That's what it always seems to come down to. And uh, if the official line narrative is really all that legitimate, why do they need to why do they need to silence anyone who challenges it? Why can it, it not stand on its own merit? It, it really should, you would think, if it's all that legitimate. And it kind uh, of, authentic, you know, like, as, as you mentioned earlier. Go ahead. Begs the question, why do they suddenly need all these fact-checkers? <laughs> they were never there before. It's like China. they need lots China. of, <laughs> of fact-checkers to uh, shut people down. Um, that's, that's kind of the situation well, going on here. This Politico, I'm pretty sure Politico is one good example that, and Snopes, these are CIA cutouts, like front group organizations straight out of, once again, George Orwell's 1984, The Ministry of Truth. And uh, I am almost can guarantee you, just as what we see in the mainstream media with, it's their mockingbird. They're CIA assets. Anderson Cooper, 
it's well known. He has a, a long history of uh, that that very sort of thing uh, with his with his affiliation and and longstanding interest wanting to work as a uh, as a secret agent man. And uh, but there's many other examples too. So yeah, uh, I don't know. Is there is there more you'd like to add to that? I should uh, I should pipe down. Actually, I know I sometimes get a little riled up and impassioned. No, but... no, that's I, I like this the, the free flow of the, the discussion. But an interesting little kind of fact um, information that I came across a few years ago is that George Orwell who wrote 1984, was actually a student of Aldous Huxley, who wrote Brave New World. And Aldous Huxley was his, I, I believe, don't quote me on this, I think it was, he was George Orwell's French teacher at Eton. No. You know, which is where all the elites go. And he invited George Orwell into a kind of a, sort of along the lines of the Freemasons, a secret society called the Fabian Society. And the school of thought, you know, the thing, the, the thing that I kind of looked into and found out is that I, Aldous Huxley, I think, was a revealer of a lot of this inside kind of information. Um, he, Aldous Huxley, as far as I'm aware, was completely on board with this, what is referred to as the New World Order, which everybody thinks is madness and a bit of a conspiracy theory. Um, yet George Orwell wrote 1984, it was more of a kind of a warning, so he was kind of against it. But although I can't say 100%, because I wasn't there with them having the conversation, I believe that Aldous Huxley gave George Orwell some inside information when he invited him into the, the Fabian Society. And then he wrote the book based on this knowledge or this plan that they've had going on for a while um and they kind of use this step-by-step -step process which is often referred to as the totalitarian tiptoe so it, what that basically is is climatizing people to things so if their way of life was a certain way for several years and then they make this transition into another way of life which in the it, in the negative can be very oppressive then they can't just do it in one go. They have to do it in stages. They have to get people used to things before they just sort of, before they up the ante and, and make it more severe, mm -hmm. whatever it is they're planning. So it's like they have to do these things in stages and get people used to it. And often in TV and mainstream media and also Hollywood, they do, particularly with Hollywood, they do this kind of pre-programming exercise, which essentially is neuro-linguistic programming. So you'll notice, I mean, I mean, a lot of people will say, oh, it's just a coincidence, it's just a, a film. But you'll notice that if you kind of do the research, there's a lot of um, weird coincidences with a lot of the movies that have, have come out of Hollywood. Um, that kind of show you how things are playing out. And obviously at the time when certain movies were released, people would be like, oh, it's just a movie, that's totally far-fetched. But when you look through the some of the movies now and you look at our reality, some of these things 
are playing out in in real time and what holly you know i love i love a good film like anybody i love watching films i love losing myself in films some of them are fantastic the acting is is out of this world it's you know some films are genius but it's worth keeping that in mind and as i say i could i would never say 100% sure that this is exactly what's going on this is just a theory i have that some of the the films the movies coming out of hollywood are kind of preconditioning us for something that they may plan or that they want to create in the world um in the future it's yeah. like it's called the, the coincidences are just too uncanny it can't just all be a coincidence it's called but again that's just my opinion you know well no it's called predictive programming you're exactly right that's it's uh, right, yeah. yeah and and revelation of the method as well too which gets into the very occultic type end of things apparently as far as the way that the the victim that's us the mark or the marks out here in in, in stupid land um that we they have to show us what they're going to be doing. Basically, that's, you know, part of the way things are structured and construed um, for whatever it's reason. It's part of the, um, the natural law. I mean, it's, it's difficult because when you're talking to people that are quite open-minded, but they're not fully certain things, people will, will accept certain things, but other things will just go straight over their head or they're like, I don't want to entertain that because it's too scary or it's too complicated or it's too weird. And I always think to myself, people need to go out and do a bit of research to understand how it all works. And then, you know, the common question that arises nonstop is why would they do this? Why would they do that? Um, and it's not something you can answer, even if you've, you, you, you have... A level of knowledge or you've researched stuff um with the greatest will in the world you know it'd be pure ego to say all, all those informational sources are correct but it certainly does build a picture if, if you kind of put a bit of the work into the research and look at things which and of course certain things are very uncomfortable for people to look at you know a lot of the population of, of human beings want they just want to kind of bury their head in the sand and get on. And they think, right, we'll just we'll just wear our masks. And, you know, in regards to COVID, we'll wear our masks and we'll follow the rules. Even though secretly we're all thinking, what the hell is going on? It's completely doesn't make sense. It's totally contradictory. We'll do all that and then we'll go back to normal. We can carry on living our lives. And it's like, that's never going to happen. We're not going to go back to anything. Um, I mean, I'm not a COVID denier. I'm not 100% sure. I couldn't say with conviction where it came from or what, what, whether it was a kind of a bioweapon or something. I don't quite know, really, but I feel that, you know, it boils down to money and power. You know, when you research into a lot of these elite families, they, they're obsessed with sort of inbreeding. You know, the term is blue bloods or, you know, they're, they're all obsessed with inbreeding. They, they have been for thousands of years. 
And if there's a coated information, which for some people that sounds a bit too new age, it sounds a bit too hippy-dippy, so certain people will switch off from that terminology, occult information. But occulted, the word occulted just means hidden. It means hidden from sight. So there d does seem to be a large group of people that are de-occulting the occult, in a sense. They're showing people what it actually is. But, of course, it's quite scary for people to look at these new things and look at concepts and they just want a leader and they want somebody to tell them what to do. Um, they believe that if we don't have any kind of leadership structure in place, that there'll be anarchy, um, not peaceful anarchy, but, you know, people running amok, just going completely mad. So it's a very difficult situation. I kind of feel, you know, I'm in danger of repeating myself, but as much as technology can be quite depressing, and, and I think it's kind of dividing people up more as we live our lives online, we don't, and obviously even more so now because of COVID, we're living our lives online. We're not having the benefit of being with someone in the flesh. We can see their facial expressions. We can gesture to each other. We can acknowledge each other, but now we're kind of walking around with all these masks on, so you can't see people's expressions and everything's kind of being done from online. But, but at the same time, we can, if, if humanity is going through a transitional period, we can use technology to bring everyone together as well. It's this weird kind of double-edged sword situation going on. Um, I'm not, I don't like the idea of the whole human, the essence of a human kind of connects with other humans being totally wiped out and that we become totally kind of merged with artificial intelligence it seems like we're going down that road um so on that note it's very important to keep things open source everything's up for discussion it's there there's no risk of people being shadow banned and you know they don't get them they don't get to be heard because they've been shadow banned and the algorithms are biased, you know, they, that all of that stuff kind of needs to be eradicated. But, but at the same time, we have to strike a balance, which means we, um, we, we provide privacy and protection, but at the same time, we can allow that free speech to flow and that all, all the creativity to flow. Um, and I think that's the key, but it's a very difficult, it's kind of like a juggling act of trying to tweak everything just right, getting everything just right. And obviously there's also that thing just with politics in general, people will never agree on something. Um, everybody has a different perspective of their reality based on their, their programming in their own brain, you know, and that can be due to nurture and you know, upbringing and parents and who who are the role models of those individual people? What programs did they create in their brain when they were growing up? Because obviously there's like that, um, you know, age groups to bear in mind is like two to four years is the most formative for a human being from the ages of two to four is when they're most influenced. So depending on what their background is and what's happened to them, 
they have a certain kind of mind map, if you like, their perception of the world. And what's obviously playing out regularly now is people are trying to argue the toss and say, but this is what, what, what you have to believe and this is what's going on. And you'll never get everybody believing the same thing because they've got a completely different perspective, you know, based on what they've they've created in their own brain. But the beauty is you can obviously you can change your your mindset. You can and you can also train your brain to do things. You can teach yourself things. And people go along thinking, oh, but I can't do anything. Because that's all part of the programming, is to make you believe that you can't do anything, that you're worthless, that it's only the people in the power that reside in the upper echelons of society that can control everything. And sadly, there's a huge portion of people that need to, they need to have that leader, leader-follower dynamic. And like you were saying earlier, Jeff, you, you can get people who are natural leaders, but they're not going to lead a group of people. They're just going to empower other people to be their own leader. Um, or be their own creator. That's right. Real leaders do not create followers. They help to give rise to more leaders. As the uh, that's how the expression goes. People can make of that what they will. So, uh, but there we go. Hey, listen. We've pretty much hit the the end of the road here. This go round. Episode number 204 with Meg Boardman out of the UK. It's been all about the infinite imaginarium, minds.com, social media, big tech censorship, and pretty much things along those lines. Uh, Meg, thanks. You did a really great job, of course. It was, it was great to connect with you and uh, allow you the opportunity to just talk to us for a little while here. Uh, you know, we've been in contact with one another, friends as it were on Facebook for a number of years now. So really, really happy with the way things went and definitely, you know, look forward to doing this again. Uh, coming up as uh, no later than what we have scheduled for the after show here in just a few minutes. So uh, this will be, of course, archived content that our Patreon supporters will manage to get their hands on. And uh, $2.50 actually is where we have things right now. Basically, the, the pledge level, the tier that we have in place for these the after show premium content bootleg uh, discussions. So we very much appreciate anyone who helps us out on that front. We just picked up a new patron the other day, as a matter of fact. Daniel, speaking of Daniels, could this be an omen of sorts? I don't know. Daniel Santana. Can you believe it? So uh, I don't know. Is that is that That's not Satori D, is it? No, that's Satori D, but... but... I, I was just thinking that maybe we should do another show with Satori D because he's got a, yeah. a huge oh, yeah. thing to share. Well, um, I, as I say, I, I'm I'm in contact with him. Good. We kind of 
we're talking about doing another infinite imaginarium show but i think it'd be great if you could come on here and chat with you as well give his perspective and his um his yeah. account of the origin origins of minds.com and how that links in with infinite imaginarium that would be really good i might chip in i might chime into that show now and then if it takes place, we'll see. We'll get you to set it up for us. You uh, you reach out, get in, in, in contact with Daniel and, and see what uh, what he thinks about the whole idea. And we'll take her from there. I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. And we'll do what we can to cover uh, as much fresh ground and uh, new, hopefully, talking points as we can possibly manage. Uh, before we wind things up here completely let's just remind people that yeah your social media contact information is freely available down there in the youtube show description area minds.com forward slash cartman one you've got a facebook twitter uh arts art is creation 18 that's the twitter handle instagram simply forward slash meg boardman a youtube channel for the infinite imaginarium and so on and so forth. So there we go. Uh, I don't know if there's just any final thoughts or closing comments that you do have, Meg. We're going to also uh, get the guys here, Reverend Jim and Pirate Larry, have them uh, get a chance to have their voices heard as we put this one to bed. Anything that that strikes your fancy. You know, the, the British have always got these great expressions I always get a kick out of. I should have made a list and had been more prepared, you know, that uh, <laughs> I want to step out. I want to step out and I want to step out and have a fag. Step, let's say, I'm going to step outside and have a fag. Smoke a fag. Step outside and smoke. I want to smoke, smoke a fag. Oh, God, Smoking a fag, she thought that was hilarious. You know what it means uh, to uh, smoke, like, as an oral copulation, right? It just sounds really dodgy, doesn't it? I don't know where our slang comes from. Smoking a fag is just like... Uh -huh. just like uh -huh. Oh, God. Oh, I don't geez. know who thinks this is, but it's a, it's a common term around here, you know, when you're talking about smoking a cigarette. It's like, yeah, and it gives a fag. <laughs> Oh, it's so God. weird. Well, we'll have to get more into that maybe in the after show as far as the, the politically correct uh, cultural Marxist crowd, because I'm yeah. sure they've they've been on the warpath with that term here. Uh, well, in, in, in the West, I shouldn't say here in the West, because I'm, of course, our headquarters is based out of uh, just it's a semi-remote location just off uh, the Korean peninsula. Very, very semi-semi-remote uh, Pirate Cove really is where we like to call home down here in Skullport Harbor. Go ahead. It sounds perfect. You know, remote is always a good thing. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, as as pirates, especially, you got to be at least semi-remote, uh, isolated, and out of the way, but yeah. constantly on the move as well, too. Let's not forget. Constantly, you know, endlessly on the move. So there we go. And yeah, once again, any just you know, we provided your social media contact information there. Um, yeah, um, I mean, I, all I can say really is um, it's not massively profound, but I'm thinking all kind of content creators, musicians, and artists and writers come forward if they want to 
they could they could uh, feature as a guest on the sh on the Infinite Imaginarium show, or they can um, connect with me on those social media platforms that you've just um, run through. Yeah, because we're always looking for more creators, and it, it it's an e equal thing. It's not like oh we're the controllers, we're the bosses or anything. It's like we want it all to be equal. We want people to come forward um, and discuss their ideas and what they want to bring about in the real in this reality and obviously taking into account that we all live our lives um heavily through the technology but we can obviously make that a positive thing um if we all connect and if we all work together we can make it a positive thing to create new things and then it makes kind of the the other stuff obsolete. I kind of see us being in sort of a te technological renaissance era at the moment, which is kind of a transitional period where we're kind of creating new stuff for the future. Um, so we're going from one way of being for hundreds of years and transitioning into a new, a bit like, you know, when electricity was invented or something like that, it was like, People didn't know, you know, life was very different before that happened. And then life, things changed and things opened up. I kind of, and this is just purely my theory, I kind of feel like we're in this renaissance era of creation. Um, and it's also like the era of information. Well, we've just got all this information at the drop of a hat. We can just Google stuff and find stuff out. And it's, um, yeah, and we're transitioning into this new way of being. The key is to obviously keep things flowing, allow people to speak and talk about the things that they, they feel passionate about. And that is completely what, you know, to encapsulate, that's what the Infinite Imaginarium is all about. It's not even a case of you have to be a specific type of artist and you're a painter or you're a specific type of musician. You don't even have to be a creator. You might not know that you're a creator yet, um, but you just can come on and talk about stuff. And obviously, Minds.com as well is a great place to go. It's a great alternative platform to some of the others, particularly in light of all the censorship and everything you can go on. It just It's just a case of, of trying something new. And sometimes, you know, like with Minds.com, I've, I've invited a few new people on board and they're not, you know, understandably not overly au fait with how the system works. But I just want to say to the viewers and people listening that there's that don't be put off if you go on and think, well, I don't fully get this. This isn't what I'm used to. Because there's lots of people there to help you and um, carry you through and show you exactly how it works. And once you grasp it, it's just, it's a great place to be. It gives a lot of people um you know it gives a lot of stuff to people to do rather than just the basic i'm gonna post <laughs> i'm just gonna have a status post or um I, i'm gonna write something and then potentially i could be shadow banned and nobody's seen it so i've just been take spending all this time writing this great post that's really profound and i, and I want to get a message out and i want to speak from the heart and uh nobody gets to see it which is such a shame we want everything on the surface. We want people to show us their creative abilities and also not just, just creation, but just speak their 
their thoughts and their beliefs. Well, yeah, and to better, I think, all around, bring about a more genuinely neutral internet, which is something that Minds.com, um, that's how they promote themselves, basically, as a, as a neutral, value-neutral, you know, hands-off, laissez-faire platform. And I think to a large extent, they do manage to uh, to live up to that billing. But we do have to uh, skedaddle on out of here. We're going to carry things on over to the after show. Meg, we'll just get you to mute yourself out. Thank you once again for taking the time to, to drop in. It's been a, a real blast. And hopefully people out there on the listing end have appreciated things as well too going to give a shout out here to uh rob walkden who rather active in the comment section over on youtube talking about friends united being a precursor to facebook um as i think meg had that's the point she had brought up believe was bought out by itv for millions uh so he remembers it quite well here it seems the films are too many to mention contagion outbreak 12 monkeys 28 days later i am legend i guess what he's going on about there is the predictive programming end of things in uh relation to where it is we find ourselves currently with this hashtag covid 1984 nonsense so, uh, Reverend Jim, I guess we'll see if we can track you down. Now, I know you were up there in the... No, that's not what we're looking for, I don't think. That's not... That's the... Uh, is that... That's the Howling Wolf, actually, or the Scurvy Dog, rather. But we are trying to connect with Reverend Jim. I think that's the channel. There we go. We've got him. Uh, up there in the crow's nest. So, Jim, we're going to take this one home now, but just any final thoughts or comments? No. Um, it was a great show. A lot of... Uh, I, I love indie music. Um, well, it's like, you know, I on my channel here, I play information videos, and then I go on to music for the rest of the night. And one of the things I love about DLive is... A lot of people have told me I've turned them on to music that they've never heard before or a song they never heard, but they do, they turn around and do the same for me. I've heard a lot of bands in the last couple of months that I never even knew existed, and but they're popular like in over in Europe or up in Canada. And so I love D Live. And, oh, and, and a few, uh, I even have friends down in australia and new zealand so i'm hearing some new music from down under also it's a great platform uh i look forward to the uh upcoming show i've got nothing i've got uh you know i've got a few people in my audience still i've been showing the uh true news documentary uh sacrificing liberty and uh but we won't go in for, into that right now. But anyway, everyone have a great night. Have a great weekend. God bless y'all. I'm, I'm out of here. Rev.Jim, let's not forget your 
actual channel address so people can find you uh, a little more yeah, easily, over, of course. Rev.gym. Over on, on DLive, it's DLive.tv slash Rev.gym. Mm -hmm. There we go. And that's how you can find me on uh, DLive. You've got to remind me to uh, to mention that to our listeners more often when you are a part of things here, because all too often it just you know uh, it, it it escapes me. It, it it I completely zone out, and it's not because I it, you know it's an intentional thing. It's just I got so much uh, to I, to work I with here. Completely. Center. Yeah, but I'm more than happy. That's that's really all. I mean, I would not. How could you not? you know, do go as far as you could in, in promoting the people that, that help you, of course. And that's what you do on a regular basis is with the, the syndication service really that you provide, um, for our show via your D live channel. That really means a lot to us as does the support angel Espino shows us courtesy of PSN dash radio.com. Be sure to check his project out over there. And last but not least, the Global Enlightenment Radio Network, Daryl and Katie, also doing what they can to help lend us a big hand by providing that syndication support. So, uh, as always, Pirate Larry is the last person we're going to be talking to here so let's see it uh the scurvy dog once again presumably yeah. is where we can Where's find him scurvy dog in mm -hmm. and our my friend mario is on his way for the after show wow and um it was a great show it was a great show i i um uh, really appreciate meg as a uh, content creator and as somebody who Help form minds in the beginning and uh, did, you know, great service there. And hopefully we can provide the technology that, you know, uh, uh, Daniel would need, somebody like Daniel or Meg would need to, you know, have a group uh, chat that, uh, you know, they, they can't shut down. And that's what we're looking at doing. Um, because cancel culture has gone way too far. Um, everybody in the scurvy dog in agrees. Yeah, and they're going to keep pushing the envelope, too, unless there is some uh, resistance, of course. So uh, that's it's as simple as that, unfortunately. But you are so right. And I think in many ways they are acting as a as a proxy to the central the chinese communist government uh with its hidden hand they talk about uh russia meddling in u.s elections well i think you could just as easily point the finger at at uh the communist china or well, any China's number of here. other nations China's all over hollywood israel let's not forget them why is israel never brought up for some that's really odd you know speaking of hollywood you know, like as if they don't do what they can to affect the outcome and to buy off politicians. And then just it's just utterly ridiculous. Yeah. 
So yeah, you're right. China in in uh, in in Hollywood, it's it's a big deal. In fact, I guess you know there's there's a few documentaries that have been produced already by this point. I none that I can really uh, share with listeners and then name directly, but they're out there and, and there's an ongoing conversation regarding well, what the, they did the in Australia was horrible. With what the election or what yeah the elections in Australia they, I mean they they almost took over the Australian government and they had a you know monstrous time getting them out. How about New Zealand? Yeah, New Zealand. I mean the, the Chinese are hitting everybody. The uh, the ministers, parliamentarians, all too many of them are completely compromised. Unfortunately, utterly, utterly. Compromised, and that's the that's how this political blackmail business works. And that, uh, as far as I can tell, the large percentage of these people in power, wherever it is that you find yourself situated around the world, it doesn't matter. It's the same formula being played out time and again that they're utterly and completely. Compromise. They they have no allegiances whatsoever, uh, other than to do all they can to see to it that the uh, the sort of things that they've been up to in their in their private time uh, never come to light because oh, yeah. you know yeah. sexual escapades. And we're talking not only with uh, like a, adulterous. Uh, situations but some pretty creepy stuff involving children uh, and yeah, they're and, saying the laptop has has child porn on it oh hunter biden's that's the yeah that's the yeah but wow. i of course the russians you know they created the laptop oh yeah, yeah of the course Russia, yeah the russians uh signed uh, it, yeah. <laughs> they, they signed hunter's name to the receipt you know they did mm -hmm. man he he seems to have some real uh problems with his his substance abuse as well too unless those mm -hmm. photos are all faked but uh that's that's maybe conversation for the for the after show so just a taste yeah. and a flavor of of what people can expect in in the event they do join us over on on patreon of course manage to unlock that content and uh take things from there so lots of uh lots of Great information and conversation this go-round, of course. We're going to give a big thanks to... Well, let's 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 also remind, same with you, Pirate Larry. Pirate underscore Larry over on Minds.com. I often... I fail to do that all too often as well, although... Thanks, Gabby. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Pirate mm -hmm. underscore Larry over on Minds. We try to add your links usually to the to the news end of things. Ah, oh, when we've un I got gotta say we've because of our workload becoming a little more undisciplined and and failing to do that. But hopefully people can track you down via social media without too much difficulty if they're wanting to find you and maybe talk to you, maybe uh, bring you on board for an interview yourselves. You, uh, well, that would you know, yeah, find I'm yourself. I'm also uh, pirate underscore Larry on Twitter. So. At That's Larry and, and what and well, I thought I, we're connected with the the Julian Assange free Julian account. Is that a little different? Huh? 
Absolutely. And that's another story too, which isn't it interesting the way you talk about complete uh, blackouts, completely no mention whatsoever. I don't know. It's, I, there hasn't been much that I've seen come about, unfortunately, and other, (laughs) not much talk about his trial, hardly in the least. So it's, it's pretty sad and very disturbing. Uh, But on that note, we will be back again with the news come this Tuesday. We'd like to give a big shout-out and word of thanks to everyone who did drop by and join us this go-round, of course, via the YouTube chat, including the likes of, well, Barbecue Jim, Australian Ben, Susie Tate, Rob Walkton. A lot of great comments coming to us via Rob this go-round. Janie Walker. I think we've mentioned her yet. Much love, Janie. Great to see you as always. Uh, Dana Shiver. And Dana, along with Janie, two of our biggest PayPal uh, supporters at the moment. Uh, they are challenging all of their listeners out there to either meet or beat their uh, what they offer. Really, it's, you know... W- Around twice a month now, we're seeing do- donations of around $20 or so come our way via both Jane E. and Dana. Of course, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Daniel Santana came on board just a, a couple days ago, joined us over on Patreon. So we really appreciate that. That uh, helps us to become a little more motivated for sure and focused on getting out more quality content to our our uh, Patreon supporters. Uh, Joey Boomer, Johnny Canuck, and this fellow here, I'm sorry, Milotes Zverbulas. Jeez. Say that, uh, say that, uh, you know, three or four times in a row after you've had a, I don't know, a couple shots of tequila, which is interesting too, because they're mentioned right from the get-go of this business of lime mixing with coca. And the point I was going to bring up was, uh, does this work in a similar way with, with the tequila itself, mixing of the lime? So, uh, we'll have to talk to Reverend Jim in the after show though, if he happens to make an appearance until we meet again out on the high digital seas on behalf of captain long john sinclair and all the rest of the crew here aboard the robin hood i'm your host as always show's chief communications officer jaffe Ryder. keep those infinite imaginarium juices flowing everybody Happy sailing. I know. There we be. Having carefully looked over each of our navigation panel instruments, checking every level, switch, dial, cable, knob, and pulley, by all accounts and indications, we indeed see it's time once again to drop anchor inside Mystic Bay, draw an end 
to yet another week of World Pirate Radio Live. Remember, if you're looking for a little more animated online action, keep in mind we've likely got yet another great free-flowing rogues gallery after show coming up for the next hour in one of our more premium exclusive and remote digital underground online pirate hideaways. Also, if you yourself have a new, novel, intriguing, or otherwise underreported idea, unique individual, or pressing item in mind, be sure to either drop us a line directly over on WPRPN.com or fire us a quick email via Pirate One Radio at ProtonMail.com. We're always open to exploring fresh creative suggestions, intriguing guest ideas, cutting-edge discussion topics, and captivating themes. Remember, WPRPN.com member site subdomain links are also always available. Great for artists, musicians, podcasters, bloggers, social media personalities, or pretty much just any old land lover looking to boost their online visibility, presence, and reach. Basic personal profile accounts can be launched for just $60 per year. Staking your claim now helps not only strengthen you and the network, we're also looking out for the little guy. That's right, folks, as much as half of all WPRPN's profits are redirected right back into the hands of the people who really need it most. Community charity. After all, we are the Robin Hood. You can further embark on your own personal pirate journey by either liking, sharing, commenting on, subscribing to, or just following us via virtually any mainstream social media platform, including Twitter, Facebook, Gab, or Minds.com. So don't forget to become engaged until we meet again out on the high digital seas. I'm your host as always, the ship's chief communications officer, Jaffe Ryder. Tally ho.